I'm Greg Connolly, and this is Win the Day with James Whitaker. You're listening to Win the Day with James Whitaker. What we do in life echoes in eternity. Broadcasting from Los Angeles, California, this is the number one podcast to help you win the day every day. Here's your host, James Whitaker. Let's go. Welcome back to Win the Day. If this is your first time here, we sit down with some of the world's true changemakers to give you all the tools, tips, and strategies to win the day every day. And we're here in our Los Angeles studio and have a very special treat for you. The quote for this episode comes from Apple founder Steve Jobs and says, the people who are crazy enough to think that they can change the world are the ones who do. Our guest today was crazy enough to think that he could change the world, and he's actually doing just that. Greg Connolly is the CEO of Trifecta, the largest organic meal delivery service in the United States, a company that he founded with his sister, Elizabeth. Both Greg and Elizabeth had experienced all the highs, lows, and frustrations of trying to eat healthy. A lot of those frustrations that I've experienced too. They've tried weekly meal prep. They've tried reheating frozen food, ordering expensive meal deliveries. They've done it all, but deep down, they knew that systematizing their diets was the key to making a sustainable habit of eating healthy. After all, trillions of dollars are spent on healthcare costs in the US each year alone, with a big part of that being chronic disease caused by poor nutrition. But what Greg and his sister wanted didn't exist. And admittedly, they wanted a lot. Their wish list combined organic, healthy, and delicious food. It needed to be cooked fresh. It needed to be convenient. And it had to be at a reasonable price point. It didn't exist, so they created it. Trifecta was born with a focus to help people thrive in the three fundamental areas of health, mind, body, and social. Its mission is a simple one, to get America back in shape, and since inception, Trifecta has helped more than 200,000 people do just that. Greg is a veteran entrepreneur and a business ninja. He's run five startups and spent more than 20 years in the health and software industries. He built Trifecta into one of the fastest growing startups in the US and established partnerships with organizations like the UFC, the PGA Tour, and the CrossFit Games. In this interview, we're going to talk with Greg about what he's learned from reading more than 14 100 business books, the secrets behind the company's explosive growth, how Trifecta is able to manage the complexities of shipping more than 20 million meals each year, and how entrepreneurs can turn their passion into a purpose-driven and profitable company fast. I'm super pumped for this one, and you should be too. We've even got a special bonus if you'd like to sample some of these delicious Trifecta meals for yourself. Before we begin, hit that subscribe or the follow button, and remember that the right bit of inspiration can completely change the trajectory of someone's life. So if there's a friend or loved one who needs to hear this episode, slide it into their DMs right now. Let's win the day with Greg Connolly. Greg, great to see you, my friend. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, James. I think that may have been the best intro I ever got. Yeah, you know, talking about the UFC, I, I feel like Bruce Buffer sometimes introducing uh, <laughs> introducing the guests, but it sets a tone for, for what we're going to talk about today. And I know that you're, you've got such an amazing story, a, a, a real-life entrepreneur who's experienced all the highs and lows of what is such a brutal journey. To kick things off, can you take us back into when you developed the growth mindset for the first time? Because for you and I both, being a fan of the growth mindset is what's enabled you to achieve a lot of the highs and develop that passion for lifelong learning. Yep, absolutely. So initially when I was trying to hack my way out of the corporate world, which is, (laughs) you know, what I got into right after college, uh, I started thinking, okay, well, I want to become better so I can move up the corporate chain faster or become an entrepreneur. And I started reading personal development books. And that's what ultimately led me to understand what a, you know, quote unquote, growth mindset is and what led me to, you know, reading such an incredible 
incredible amount of books. And I just developed a voracious appetite for learning. And a huge competitive advantage. You've now got expertise in so many different areas, which enables you to be, I guess, as hands-on as you need to be with your business in all areas. Yep, absolutely. One of the things I'm working on right now is being a little less, a little more hands-off <laughs> in certain areas. Yeah, but, the, uh, the team's like, beat it, Greg. Go and, go and get on the golf course <laughs> or something so we can get some work done. Yep, exactly. <laughs> um, and we touched on it a little bit in the intro, but what's the big problem you wanted to solve when you launched your business? And why did it fall on your shoulders to do something about it? Absolutely. So I had been a software entrepreneur, software as a service ecosystem in the San Francisco Bay Area, uh, had been part of the founding team of you know some successful companies. We had raised venture capital, uh, ultimately sold the business. And I wanted, I was really inspired by entrepreneurs like Elon Musk, who continued to roll the die and wanted to build something bigger that solved a bigger problem for humankind, not just necessarily the United States. And I joke that Elon was kind enough to tackle getting us to Mars, electric cars and electric houses all by himself. Uh, but one of the next biggest problems on the list for humanity is, you know, what's known as the obesity epidemic, the chronic disease crisis. Uh, you know, there's a bunch of different names for it. It's been in the news for decades at this point, and it continues to get worse. And for me, my wife happens to be an emergency room physician. She sees people at the final stages of type 2 diabetes or hypertension or heart disease when they're literally dying in a, in a lot of cases. So this is a big problem. It was very expensive for the United States. Like you mentioned in the intro, we spend over a trillion dollars a year, uh, a lot of which is through Medicare for type 2 diabetes care. Uh, and it's a problem that that is solvable through the food supply chain. Uh, there was just nobody in the market doing it. So we said, hey, this is something we're passionate about. It's a big problem, a multi-billion dollar market. Let's go for it. So it sounds like that's the real pandemic. Why is there no urgency around wanting to fix all this chronic disease caused by poor nutrition? Um, I, it's a great question. I think there is in some ways. I think the easy, I hate to call it a cop-out, but the easy cop-out a lot of people make is saying that it's personal choice. They're saying, oh, people could go eat chicken and broccoli. They're just choosing to, mm. to drink Coca-Cola and go to McDonald's instead. And I don't necessarily think that's the case. I think if healthy eating was more convenient and less expensive and simpler than just going out and grabbing a super burrito or, you know, a, a double double, uh, people would do it. And that was really the idea behind the business is you don't even have to go through the drive through. The food comes fully cooked all the way to your door. Everything's labeled. All your calories and macros are counted. Uh, it's literally people pushing the easy button on the internet to completely solve their diet. Yeah. So no excuses to get in good health. Exactly. <laughs> I've, I've heard many champions, especially in combat sports, refer to themselves as being the best before they had even manifested that. Can you take us through your own journey of self-belief and perhaps perhaps mention some of the actions that have helped reinforce and upskill that unwavering self-belief you have today? Um, absolutely. So, you know, going way back, but both of my parents were electrical engineers and, uh, I think they just generally assumed I would become an engineer because I loved problem solving, but I had kind of a pretty standard suburbia upbringing. Uh, but I felt like because I didn't face a bunch of adversity as a kid, I should be one of the people that has the opportunity to go out and have a major positive impact on the world. Uh, so that's ultimately led me to becoming an entrepreneur in the first place. I, I really think business is the 
the only problem that was big enough or, or only force that was strong enough to create this problem. And it's really the only force that's going to be strong enough uh, to ultimately solve it for us. So for me, that that led me to, you know, launching businesses, a lot of failures, et cetera. Um, and, you know, ultimately what's now become Trifecta, which is easily my biggest success with, you know, we're over 100 million in revenue today. Uh, we just closed a 20 million dollar Series B um, and we're, you know, leading the leading the industry when it comes to organic meal delivery. Yeah, those failures are a big ones. You've got to slay the dragon before you can get to the princess. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> You've read more than 1,400 business books that we spoke about earlier. What one or two have contributed most to the, the mindset you've got today? Um, I mean, the easy layup on that is is Growth Mindset by Carol DeWick. So my uh, wife brought that home from a work trip last mm-hmm. night. I was like, oh, my God, this is the book that I recommend, I think, all you know, a top three of all time. It's incredible. Yep, absolutely. So that that was definitely a big one. And, and one of the ones we actually give to all of our employees when they start at the company now. Uh, the other that we give to people is more of kind of a tactical business book called Radical Candor, mm-hmm. uh, which is really about having open communication, making sure you're doing your best for your subordinates, your superiors, and of course yourself and whatever particular career path you choose. Uh, those two, I think, were amongst a number that were particularly impactful for me. Uh, and the other one I always recommend to people uh, is it's not actually a book. It's called the the CVO article mm-hmm. uh, on digitalmarketer.com. And it really shows how to scale a business on the internet which I think that's really a problem that most people ultimately haven't figured out and they get a website up. Maybe they do a little bit of social media and they can't understand why they aren't getting millions of visitors to their website. So uh, definitely check out those three. Those are three of my personal favorites out of, you know, everything I've looked at. Yeah. I'm familiar with the CVO there. It's, it's, it's so easy to, to get uh, sucked into all the noise that's out there, isn't it? On that entrepreneurial journey, but having something Mm -hmm. like that, how it lays it out, just so linear and so logical and sequential of what you need to do to actually get to that next level. It's it's really, really important. Yep. Uh, what about from a, a tactical business perspective? Was there anything specifically, any any books that, that uh, taught you more about the tactical business side that you've been able to implement? Um, I think for us, because we have a fairly sophisticated supply chain, I, I loved The Goal by Eli Goldratt. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was, that's just kind of a classic supply chain and business operations one. Uh, another that I, I get a lot of people that are really looking to raise capital. And one that I recommend is Raising Venture Capital for the serious entrepreneur. Mm. Uh, That book is literally like everything you're going to see in a term sheet tactically. Uh, you know, what's the difference between participating preferred shares and maybe convertible preferred shares? And should you have a cap on, you know, where they convert and, you know, all these different factors that I think a lot of entrepreneurs don't think about. They get that term sheet and they see that valuation number in the multi-millions and they don't realize there's a lot of structure in that term sheet that's going to wall them in in a lot of different areas that uh, all of which is potentially negotiable. Yeah. And so many resources out there to upskill along the entire part of that journey. So I genuinely believe that people uh, are able to find the right resources they need to get to that point. It's whether or not they have that willingness to actually go and seek those mm-hmm. resources and surround themselves with the right people to, to be able to hit those lofty heights. Yep, absolutely. And that's that's part of what we preach at Trifecta to our entire team and, you know, pretty much everybody we interact with, you know, podcast or otherwise is mm-hmm. it's not he or she who knows the most. It's he or she who learns the fastest. Mm-hmm. And I'm in the digital marketing space and the algorithms are changing every other week. I mean, it's it's literally how quickly can you keep up with the advertising platforms, multi-touch attribution, influencers, like all these different elements that are 
are really happening on the internet that you need to take into consideration. Mm-hmm. Um, you were so big on branding. It's one of the things I really love about the trifecta journey. There are a lot of people out there that say, worry about getting the customers first, and then you can take care about the branding side. Me, and it sounds like you too, focus more about building the foundations of a great brand first, and then you can really start to initiate a movement from there. What is the role of, of branding, and what are the lessons that you learn early in the trifecta journey? Um, I, I tend to side with you that I recommend for people figure the brand out first, even if you've got to pay a little bit of money to a branding agency. Uh, I always recommend McLean Design. They're based out of the San Francisco Bay Area. We used them literally for the Trifecta brand. Uh, They've done a ton of brands you'd be familiar with. Like they took Hanson's Energy and turned it into Monster Energy. Uh, Hanson's Energy had about a 3% share of the market. And now Monster is the largest energy drink company in the world. Uh, So brand matters. Absolutely. And figuring out a really solid brand in advance that is memorable, easy to digest, et cetera, will save you a ton of headache down the line. Mm -hmm. Because if you're thinking about getting the customers first, you're going to set up a domain. You're going to set up a bunch of handles on social media. Uh, at, at this day and age, it's hard to change those things. And you really don't want to change your domain a year, two years, three years down the line because you've built up all that SEO juice with Google. Maybe you have a bunch of people linking to that domain now, and it's going to be a huge effort for you to ultimately get off it if, if you do change the brand. Yeah. You probably so, can. yeah, put the effort in, figure out the brand first, and then, you know, from there, you'll be able to, to scale the business. Any uh, any funny trifecta competing names that, that remained on the cutting room floor that you can share with us? Oh, <laughs> uh, we had, uh, yeah, they came to us with eight brands and I can't, honestly, it's, you know, almost, it's over six years ago at this point. So I can't yeah. remember a ton of them, but they were like sous vide, you know, style brands <laughs> where it's, it was like French names or, you know, stuff like that. And trifecta happened to be one of the brands and just going through the deck when they were presenting the ideas, we were like, oh, it's clearly, clearly that one. Uh, Cause you've got to think, you know, if you're a celebrity or celebrity athlete, do you want, you know, I hate to use other brands names, but do you want like hello fresh or freshly on your shirt? Or do you want trifecta? You know, you want the cool brand uh, that's, you know, got much more structure to it and, and is associated with all these celebrities in the UFC and all of that. And it lines you more into a movement rather than a specific category as well, doesn't it? Yes. So one of the things we wanted to be cautious about when we launched the brand, we launched with uh, an exclusive partnership with the paleo diet. Mm -hmm. Uh, This was kind of early 2015. All of us remember that the paleo diet was most popular diet in the world from Berlin to Tokyo at Mm -hmm. the time. Uh, We thought about it in advance and said, "Okay, well, diet trends change. Uh, And thank God we did because, you know, keto came along and upended paleo and became the most popular diet in the world. Uh, Then that James Cameron, Arnold Schwarzenegger documentary hit and vegan saw this huge meteoric rise. Uh, So there are a lot of transitions that happen in the in the diet world. And we wanted to really be diet agnostic but still be able to play in some of these trend areas. Like we do sell keto and paleo. We just make sure we've constructed the meals in a healthy way so mm-hmm. that, you know, even if you're eating keto, you're re- eating the right amount of calories, the right macros, et cetera. Yeah. You mentioned there the different phases that nutrition goes through and fitness goes through. Are there any anything else specifically that you're focused on to make sure trifecta doesn't become one of these fads? 
Um, absolutely. It's it's really about you, you were talking about the brand. Building the brand over time is a key to your inbound marketing funnel. What you were talking about with uh, the CVO article, uh, eventually paid media. And what I mean by paid media, for those that don't know, are things like Facebook advertising, Google advertising, the big multi-billion dollar advertising platforms. They get more expensive the more you spend on them. And that's because you get more, you get less efficient. So it's easier to spend a thousand dollars than it is 10,000 or, you know, now we're at the point where we're spending millions of dollars on these platforms and knowing that the brand is going to become more popular allows you to anchor your customer acquisition cost. So probably about 70% of the traffic we get to the website today is direct branded traffic. People typing trifecta into Google or directly typing our URL into the browser and coming direct to the website. And that helps us control costs so we can continue to scale the company. So all of that is built around brand. Yeah, amazing. Uh, the business model is seems to be like your secret sauce. How did you figure out the right business model for you? And, and what was that process of, of trial and error? Or was it straight out the gate? You were very comfortable with what you had? Uh, it was straight out of the gate and I cheated. Uh, we <laughs> we came from this, both my sister and I came from the software as a service industry. So we knew the subscription model is what mm -hmm. investors liked. We knew the subscription model is how you build a scalable business. Because uh, if you don't have a subscription model, you're starting every month from scratch, mm -hmm. which sucks. We start every month with knowing that we've got, you know, more than $10 million worth of revenue uh, coming into the business. So that puts us in a, a position of stability that allows us to hire a huge number of employees, put money into facilities, uh, systems, data, uh, you know, all of the different areas that we invest as a business. And of course, you know, improving the quality of the food, the packaging, uh, all of that type of stuff. So we knew right out of the gates, it had to be a subscriber model. Uh, and, you know, candidly, that's what's more effective for people as well. They don't want to have to worry about reordering food every week. They just want the box to keep showing up so they can stay consistent on their diet long term. Yeah, it's convenience for your members and also looks great for, for the investors. So you can keep yep. growing economies of scale and go from there. Exactly. So interesting com to compare that to like a clothing company where they have to pay mm -hmm. so much for like a fixed retail space and then mm -hmm. they've got to wait for those transactions. It's it's not hard to see what makes a good business versus what's a bad business. And I guess during what we've seen the last couple of years, something like a pandemic, if that can wipe you out, then the foundations of the business probably weren't very strong to begin with. Yeah, absolutely. And it, I mean, I have a bunch of entrepreneur friends and I feel for the ones that were in industries like hairstylists or restaurants, you know, uh, restaurants, uh, elective surgeries. A buddy of mine is a medical device company that they sell for elective surgeries, which got completely closed down nationwide. Um, yeah, was it, was so it a mandate government mandate that they weren't it was allowed a government to... mandate because yeah. they started using the extra facility space to, you know, house people that had COVID. Uh, so, so yeah, I mean, the, that type of stuff is anomalous. Uh, I would say it's, this is the first pandemic I've experienced in my lifetime at least. Yeah. Uh, but yes, for most people having a direct consumer business where you're selling directly to the person, you don't need retail locations or hospitals or, uh, anything else has a lot of sustainable competitive advantages and obviously is great for your margins as well. Mm. Well, as a special gift for the Win the Day community, you get 40% off your first order with Trifecta plus free shipping. To claim that, go to trifectanutrition.com, trifectanutrition.com, and use code WINTHEDAY, all one word. We'll also include a link to that in the show notes.
Well, there's there's a lot of banter, Greg, about uh, the word organic and even so much misinformation about what organic actually means. Was organic something that was important to you and your sister personally, or did you recognize it as a big thing for your for your target market? Uh, we cared about organic because it came down to the agriculture systems, uh, you know, what type of uh, pesticides they were using, what that was doing to the environment. Uh, obviously, you know, with animals, we're both animal lovers. My sister's actually a, a vegetarian. So, uh, you know, it was a lift to get her to <laughs> for us to sell animal products in the first place. But we agreed, you know, if we are going to, uh, you know, be selling animal products, we should do animal welfare level five, mm-hmm. you know, grass fed, wild caught, et cetera, whenever we're able to source that in the market. Uh, and then, you know, with uh, pro it's obviously a lot easier. You can directly source organic stuff uh, in you know almost all scenarios at this point because organic has become so popular. So it was less about, oh, organic gives you a better macro or calorie profile because it doesn't. You know, we're team science here. Mm-hmm. Let's be real. It doesn't change the, the macros or calories of, of the vegetables, uh, but it results in animals and agriculture systems that are better for the environment and better for the actual animals themselves uh, because they're there's additional regulation when it comes to organic. So that was more of what we cared about is making sure we were doing the right thing for the entire supply chain Mm. as opposed to cutting corners just so we could maximize our profit. That respect that you've got for all aspects of the supply chain, as well as things like investors and, and customers as well, seems to be so instrumental to your success. Is there a particular partnership you had or were able to establish that really moved the needle for the business? Uh, it was definitely Mike Rashid who's sitting here in studio with us. Uh, no, uh, all, all jokes aside, uh, yes, like a lot of our original partners, including people like like Mike, uh, I think helped us uh, get visibility around the brand very quickly. But to your point, if you're a direct consumer brand, consumers are really going to look into your brand. They're coming to our website. They're clicking around the about us section, the how it works. They're looking into the ingredients, uh, all kinds of stuff that they may potentially not do if they're just picking a product up in a grocery store. Uh, So ultimately for us, uh, it was about being as transparent as we possibly could be as an organization, uh, getting the right people involved in the organization as quickly as possible from celebrities and celebrity athletes uh, to supply chain partners, uh, you know, the whole nine yards. And then at that point, being intelligent entrepreneurs and making sure we could we could scale the business up through savvy digital marketing. Mm. And shout out to Mike Rashid. He's here in the studio with us. He's doing some massive things in the world of online fitness. So go and connect with him on Instagram at Mike Rashid. Uh, Greg, with you personally, what is on an on a average day for you? What does your daily routine look like? Um, for me, I, I now have a five-month-old son. So Congrats. Um, yeah, thank you. You're looking uh, pretty well-rested, actually, yeah, surprisingly. I, he's, he's starting to uh, sleep <laughs> through the night, which is is pretty phenomenal. Um, but uh, for me, it's, you know, wake up, do some baby stuff usually. Then I'm, I'm very fortunate that I have a full gym in my house. So I uh, get my morning workout in, make breakfast. I'm usually headed to the office around, you know, 8, 8.30-ish. Uh, and it's, you know, maybe a 10 minute drive. And then from there, it's, you know, diving into mostly meetings at this point. I used to be able to do a lot of more, you know, a lot more hands on stuff. Now it's more lawyers and investor relations and accountants and, uh, you know, meetings with my senior executives and giving speeches and going on podcasts and stuff like that. So yeah, you're a real I'm, business now, not just startups. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's that, uh, that, that founder to CEO transition we were talking about before the show. Yeah. And, and your wife, you mentioned an emergency room 
in position. That's incredible. The the stress that you both have with your careers. How do you manage that at at home and with the business and just that complexity and stress that you've that you've both got to keep that marriage intact? And obviously, you run a sister a business with your sister too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, with my wife, it is a lot of effort that we put into the marriage. So you know that over the years, we've done everything from uh, counseling to make sure that we were you know communicating well and super deeply connected. Uh, we make sure you know we've been together for thirteen years at this point, so we make sure we're still doing date nights and you know us time and all of that type of stuff. I think. Uh, it's really, you know, marriages are amazing in that you get out of it what you put into it. Mm-hmm. So I think both of us make a huge effort uh, to make sure the marriage stays intact and we're, you know, still connected and we're as excited as we were, you know, when we met 13 years ago. Uh, above and beyond that, yeah, I, I would say I don't have a stressful job. She has a stressful <laughs> job. I go to work and, you know, talk on camera and type on a laptop and lead some meetings. She's got people like coming in from car accidents. And obviously the pandemic over the last 18 months has been a, a heavy weight on her for sure. She was part of surge response in Sacramento. So that was them setting up tents and, you know, building out systems to be able to handle the surge of people. Uh, so she does an absolutely incredible job and thank God there are people out there mm-hmm. that can handle all the blood and guts. Cause I certainly can't, uh, but you know, it's, it's really putting a lot of effort into the relationship. I, I feel the same way about our company culture. And of course, you know, my, my sister, we make sure that we're communicating regularly and we, you know, remain siblings, not just business partners. Cause you know, that line can get fuzzy sometimes. Yeah. If what you're talking about is business can be easy for the stress and emotion to come up. Yeah, absolutely. We'll, we'll do like family dinners and stuff. And I try and redirect the conversation because <laughs> she'll be like, well, we had these packages get diverted in Detroit and da, da, da. And I'm like, okay, no, no, no. Let's yeah. talk about Christmas, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like sports yeah. and uh, weather and uh, traffic. <laughs> other things, you know, other than work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, the, the user experience side for you seems to be something that you have really taken a, a personal interest interest in with trifecta where do most companies fall down on the user experience side um i I think design is a big one uh you you know when it comes to crafting the overall experience from the product to the user experience on the website it should be easy you know famous steve job quote uh steve jobs quote a six-year-old should be able to do it and understand it uh and it should be aesthetically pleasing google will actually rank your site higher now if it's well designed and aesthetically pleasing. So that comes down to having great, we've got incredible graphic designers, uh, incredible videographers and photographers. Uh, we've got full uh, in-house studios at our headquarters so we can shoot fitness content, cooking content, uh, you know, just general studio style content like this. So uh, really putting a lot of effort into the design of the website. And it's a lot easier to do today to get started than it was when I first became an entrepreneur. <laughs> I mean, there are like template websites for WordPress that are stunningly gorgeous and a monkey could set them up. I mean, stuff like uh, Aveda and Elementor and a lot of these like templating systems, you can get a website up in like a day that looks absolutely gorgeous. You can grab images from sites like um, unsplash.com, pexels.com. These are images that you can download for free to be able to throw on your website immediately. Yep, absolutely. So there's a lot of tools available today on the internet and- you know, anybody who wants a side hustle at their work or is thinking about becoming a you know full blown entrepreneur, uh, you know, take advantage of them. There's mm-hmm. there's a lot available today. 
If you were sitting down with a, a solopreneur who was looking at taking things massive and creating a really scalable business, obviously duplicating your expertise is, is a big part of that. So you can you can get out of your own way and not burn out mm-hmm. in the process. What like first couple of steps would you take a solopreneur through to help them turn into a big level entrepreneur? Uh, for solopreneurs, I, I give a lot of like speeches at you know startup events and the. The best one-liner I have for solopreneurs is they need to focus on working on the business instead of in the business. Let's say you're an accountant or a lawyer or you're a motivational speaker or you know whatever it is. Uh, make sure you're out getting more clients and building the business, building the infrastructure, the pitch deck, the business model, all of that type of stuff, as opposed to just servicing the clients. Mm. If you're just servicing your customers day in and day out, you've just really created a job for yourself, uh, which is still oftentimes better than working for a company in some cases. But uh, it's it's really important to make sure you're focused on getting more and more and more customers, especially in those early stages, so that you can hire people with your skill set to, to ultimately be the ones actually servicing the customers. Yeah. And what's interesting about that is that there is always a reason for you to convince yourself to work in the business, isn't there? Mm-hmm. Rather than on the business, being able to take a step back or just specifically blocking out that time. Such a massive difference. Yep. It's, it's hard because oftentimes your customers are creating fires mm. and you're like, okay, I don't want to lose this customer. So I'm going to go above and beyond. And you know, the other bit of advice I would have on that is if there's a customer, I'm sure you've given this advice to people before. If there's a customer that's taken up like 80% of your time and they're not 80% of your revenue, fire them. <laughs> that is a hard thing to do for with a customer, but uh, ultimately you need to be focused on the highest, best use of your time. And that's working on the business instead of in it. Yeah, it goes right back to what we said at the start, doesn't it? The difference between the fixed mindset and the growth growth mindset, the difference Mm -hmm. between that scarcity mindset of I'm going to, I need to desperately need to keep that person, otherwise I'm screwed, versus that abundance mindset of saying, look, there's actually going to be someone out there better who I can specifically target by either improving the value of what I'm doing Mm -hmm. or um, expanding the reach of who I'm I'm going after. Yep, absolutely. And the easiest way to do that for people, whether you're working a job or you're an entrepreneur, is find somebody that's one step ahead of you. Mm. Like I, I... recently was introduced uh, through one of our investors to uh, the gentleman that runs uh, Nectar, the, the mattress company. And they're very large, you know, I'll, I'll just say many hundreds of millions in <laughs> revenue north of Trifecta. And I immediately, I, I met this guy and I was like, oh my God, like, let's <laughs> hang out. We're now BFFs. Like I'll buy you a beer, like whatever you need. And uh, I've the amount of knowledge I've gleaned from the maybe five or six hours I've spent spent with this guy over the last you know few weeks, just kind of pestering him to to you know give me advice on different things, is hundreds of hours of reading and learning and strategy and all of that type of stuff. Um, so you know, make sure you have people in your ecosystem that are one, two, maybe even three steps ahead of you that you can continuously be getting, uh, you know, information. Maybe you want to quit your job and become an entrepreneur, find somebody who's a solopreneur and just did that. And then, you know, maybe if you're a solopreneur, find somebody who's got five or 10 employees and be like, Hey, how'd you break out of this and start to scale up? There's always a next step, no matter how big your company is. So good. The power of relationships, it's changed everything in my life. And it sounds like for you too, that's really, really valuable. We'll be back with the show shortly. Before we do, I've got a quick question for you. How would your life change if you had me and a handpicked team of high-level entrepreneurs working with you for not one month, not two months, but three months to take your business and brand to the next level? 
That's right, this February, I'm hosting my signature program, The Day One Mastermind, to help entrepreneurs like you 10X your income, influence, and impact. If you run your own business or are thinking about starting your own business, this will change your life like nothing else. I'll be sharing the exact secrets that have got me featured on more than 600 podcast, radio, and television shows, published in more than 10 languages, and connected with some of the most influential individuals and companies on the planet. Above all, I'll be showing you how to crack the code to scaling your income without scaling your workload. If you want to learn more about the Day One Mastermind and to hear from some of the people who have joined previously, go to thedayone.com, thedayone.com, or click the link in the show notes. And I mentioned a handpicked team of high-level entrepreneurs, but who are they, I hear you ask? These are people like Janine Shepard, who'll be showing you how she's amassed almost 1 billion views online. She'll also be working with you to personally book, deliver, and leverage a TED Talk of your own. There's Josh Henry Hicks, who has facilitated almost $1 billion in ad spend, helped more than 40 brands get acquired or raise their next round of funding, and worked with some of the most successful disruptor brands in the world. Josh will be showing you how to sell, scale, and stand out on social media. That's just two of the special guests, and we've got a bunch more waiting to help you, and their mission is simple, to help you 10x your income, influence, and impact. There's more than $100,000 in value throughout this mastermind, plus some epic bonuses, not to mention unlimited access to me personally for three months. You'll even get a chance to be interviewed on my top-rated Win The Day podcast. That's right, the show you're listening to right now and given a bunch of assets that you can use to grow your brand. And if there's one thing you should know about me, it's that I love going above and beyond. We're even throwing in a special one-on-one game plan session, just you and me this December, to make sure you can build some momentum before the mastermind officially begins in February and start getting you some big results as soon as possible. So if you're ready to take your business and brand to the next level and want to join my inner circle, there's no better way. Go to thedayone.com or click the link in the show notes. But you better be quick because there's only 12 spots available and applications are closing very soon. One more thing, did I mention the results are guaranteed? That's right, results are guaranteed. For every single person who participates, I personally guarantee massive results or you can choose to have a full refund or I'll work with you one-on-one for free until you do. The choice is yours. You won't find a better guarantee than that anywhere on the planet and you'd never experience growth like you'll experience in the day one mastermind. Again, only 12 spots are available and applications are closing soon. Relationships have made all the difference in my life and I'm excited to give you an express path to achieving everything you want. Go to thedayone.com or click the link in the show notes. You'll be asked a few questions to make sure you're a good fit for the group and we'll go from there. All right, let's get back into the show. We like to keep it pretty real on this show from a mental health perspective. Is there a particularly dark day on this whole entrepreneurial journey you'd be open to, to sharing with us? Oh, yeah. Uh, so get, <laughs> we could do a whole episode about the dark yeah, days. Yeah, <laughs> we, we, we could do a whole episode on that. So I, I was running a business. So after we had sold the, the software as a service company, I, I tried to tackle 
the obesity epidemic through fighting sugary drinks. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, we'll take on Gatorade and Coca-Cola and, you know, all of this type of stuff. Uh, so I launched a drink company and we started having success. We got, you know, shelf placement and Whole Foods and BevMo and, you know, uh, all these retailers. And we started getting sales and turns and, and it was fantastic. What I didn't understand coming from the software industry is inventory carrying costs. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand the bigger we got, the more drinks I was going to have to keep in my my various warehouses. And I got to a point where we, we ended up closing the business when we launched Trifecta, uh, but I was 750000 in debt. My wife was like throwing pillows at me at 2 a.m. Like, you know, you spent my grandma's inheritance, you know, like I, I spent practically every penny we had except for, you know, money for us to be able to pay rent. Uh, my car got repossessed. Like I was in, you know, a pretty dark place financially. And uh, ultimately that was like literally right as we were launching trifecta and seeing that business take off like a rocket. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, just really push through it. And, you know, one of my favorite quotes, you know, I think it's a Winston Churchill quote is, uh, you can't beat someone who never gives up. Yeah. And that was really the mindset I had to have through that. Cause you know, my marriage was hurting. I was completely broke. I was massively in debt. I had creditors calling me all kinds of crazy stuff. And I just, you know, found a way to engineer my way out of it. Yeah, you got those scars, but I mean, I bet you got some amazing lessons. Sometimes, what do they say? An expensive lesson can be worth every penny. Oh, yeah. And you appreciate when you're successful when <laughs> you've had tragic, massive failures in the past. So, you know, I'm incredibly thankful for where we are as a business today. Very thankful to our team, our customers, all of our partners like Mike and others. Um, so, yeah, we're in, in great position now, but it's not because we didn't get our asses handed to us at one point in the in the process you can go and buy all your repossessed items again (laughs) exactly i did buy that beamer back i I gave it to one of my employees after i got a tesla (laughs) i love it all engine running Well, let's now move into the win the day rocket round. 10 questions with some fairly quick answers. You ready for this one? Yeah, yeah, fire away. Let's do it. Number one, what quote inspires you the most? Would it be the Winston Churchill one or maybe a different one? Um, The the Winston Churchill one I I love. One of my favorite idioms, though, I will give you is uh, I I learned this one when I was in Tokyo. It's uh, thousand ocean, thousand mountain. And it's essentially someone who's like the ultimate badass because they've experienced all kinds of hardships throughout their life. Yeah, every high and every low and yeah. Yep. Incredible. Love it. Uh, Number two, morning coffee or evening wine? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Number three, what's one bit of advice you would give your 18-year-old self? Uh, To start early. I mean, I I did become kind of an early stage entrepreneur when I was 18. I launched a little web design company when I was in college, but uh, I would have gone like more all in when I was younger Mm -hmm. because you get those battle scars. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, I still think of myself as a relatively young guy, but I would have loved to be where I'm at today 10 years ago. Yeah. Age is no excuse. Yep. Uh, Number four, what book do you gift the most? Uh, probably growth mindset going back Mm -hmm. to Carol DeWick. I'd given that one away over 400 times. I think at this point, a bunch of times between you and I, Carol's doing pretty well off the royalties. I know (laughs) I I should call her and be like, I'm going to need a commission. (laughs) (laughs) Number five, was there a vulnerability you once hid within that became your superpower? Um, yes, I, I, I think being vulnerable in general, uh, it's something we actually been talking about the last couple of days, uh, is a superpower. It makes, makes you more endearing to people. Uh, it's candidly when it comes to, you know, being an adult, I think it's something that, uh, 
is is really a skill set that people have to develop. If you're not vulnerable, it's because you're insecure or scared yourself, uh, you know, about what's going to happen. If you are vulnerable, if you're confident, you're actually able to be vulnerable with, you know, your employees. You're able to ask for feedback from people that, you know, work from you instead of, or work for you instead of being threatened by it. Like you should know all the answers type thing. So uh, I really push people to think about, you know, being more growth mindset focused and, and more vulnerable themselves. Mm, so true. Uh, number six, what's one thing you've learned about failure? Uh, that it's going to happen a lot and just keep plowing right through it. And you can always buy back your BMW. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Everything's for sale. <laughs> Number seven, if you could sit on a park bench and have a conversation with someone alive or dead, who would it be? Uh, ooh, I would have to say Nelson Mandela. Mm. Um, a Long Walk to Freedom was hands down one of my favorite books. Absolutely incredible autobiography. It's about... 850 pages so you know be prepared for a lot of those cups of coffee and those glasses of wine to get, get some trifecta meals but, ready to go to but them. that man's <laughs> journey from changing an entire structure in society as a lawyer uh to ultimately getting put in prison for 27 years to coming back in a year and a half later being the president of the country like what a life experience and journey i mean he's yeah. he's way up there probably a close second would be abraham lincoln and then you know winston churchill would probably be my number three yeah, love it. Uh, number eight, what tool or resource best helps you run your life or business? I'm keen to hear this one. Um, tool or resource? Uh, probably my software dashboards. Um, I use, a, you know, I'll give them a shout out, a platform called Gecko Board. And we have Google Analytics, Supermetrics, uh, Rockerbox, all these different uh, pieces of software feeding into my business intelligence dashboards that, you know, right here for my cell phone, I could tell you our real time sales today, this month, how many people are on our website right now, how we're tracking today compared to previous days, previous weeks, et cetera. I've got all the information at my fingertips because I, I truly believe in the old, uh, you know, saying what you can measure, you can manage. So we measure everything. Mm. Yeah. So good. Uh, number nine, share one thing on your bucket list. Um, I'd love to go to to the pyramids in Egypt. I've been to 42 countries, South Africa probably being my favorite, which is part of the reason I'm such a Mandela fan. Uh, but I've never been to Egypt, largely because I have a hot, tall, blonde wife, and I'm very nervous about her taking her <laughs> to a country that's like, you know, doesn't have a very strong government structure right now and has been in a lot of turmoil over the last few years. But, uh, you know. The, the, some of the oldest, most incredible structures ever. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'd, I'd absolutely love to take a trip. Have you been to Australia before? I have. Yeah. 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 Nice. Yeah. I love Australia. Good yeah. stuff. Yeah. We're big partners with uh, F45. Oh, nice. So yes. Love, love the Aussies. Yeah. F45 is doing very well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They just went public. So really yeah. proud of those guys. Absolutely. And final question. Uh, number 10, what's one thing you do to win the day? Um, for me, it's, uh, making sure that I've got a very well planned out day. I think the more, a lot of people think they're organized, but the more organized you can get and strategic with your time, uh, I'm now in a position, I'm very fortunately in a position where money is no longer the limiting factor. It's time. Mm -hmm. It's what is going to be the highest, best use of my time. And I get, scientific with my calendar at this point. Mm -hmm. So uh, if you're just looking to be more productive throughout your day, make sure you're not screwing off for, for half the day and wasting time that you could be doing reading books or making connections or building your knowledge base or, you know, whatever it is. 
Yeah, everyone's busy, but busy doing what is the exactly. most important thing. Yep. Yeah. Well, there are a bunch of ways to get involved with Greg and Trifecta, and we'll link to all of these in the show notes. You can check out their very informative Instagram page at Trifecta. Follow them on Facebook at Trifecta Meals and try their delicious meals for yourself. You can go to trifectanutrition.com. Remember to use code WINTHEDAY for 40% off plus free shipping. Trifectanutrition.com. Uh, again, all of that and more will be linked into the show notes. Uh, Greg, thanks so much for coming on the show. Yeah, appreciate you having me, James. Love it. Well, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Greg. Remember to uh, hit the follow or subscribe button so you can get access to episodes like this one as soon as they are released. And if there's a friend or loved one who needs to hear this episode or could use some help growing their business or winning the day, share this episode with them right now. That's all for this episode. Get out there and win the day. Until next time, onwards and upwards, always. Always.